Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of the Creative Gems Podcast. Oh my gosh, you guys, happy Labor Day, happy Monday. I hope you're doing well wherever you are in the world. Um, Yeah, I have so much to catch you guys up on this week. It's been a lot going on between, I want to get into the tea about... Um, Jake Parker and, you know, copyright stuff. I'm going to touch on that. I'm not going to get too much into it. But I want to get you guys up on just my week and what's been going on. So the question of the day, how's your week? Um, Can you believe it? We're on episode nine, you guys. So welcome. I want to say a big shout out to all my patrons, you guys. I love you guys so, so much. Thank you for being a part of the dream. Thank you for coming back each and every month and continue to support. It is not a small feat. I thank you so, so much. Um, and yeah, yeah, we're going to get into all of these, uh, um, kind of tea. I'm going to fill you in on what's been happening all week long since the last time we talked. And then we're going to get into today's topic, which is 10 essentials that you need for your art studio. We all dream of a beautiful art studio, you guys, but you don't need it necessarily to make beautiful art and to get started. So today I'm going to help you get into it, figure out what you need to get started on a budget, and we're going to get into the 10 essentials, you guys. So yeah, let's get into it. Oh my gosh, you guys. So, how's your week? Let's get into it, okay? Um, How's my week been? It's been a lot going on. I mean, I've been kind of trolling and strolling the internet as I do, like you do. And kind of looking around. Figuring out, I'm, I usually do that anyway. You know, you always want to be kind of like skulking around, hiding behind the proverbial bushes on Instagram, (laughs) kind of looking out for the competition, seeing what's going on and not even necessarily competition, but just what other artists are doing. And that's usually what I stroll around on it on the internet doing. And as I was strolling around on the internet, I happened to see, um, it's just been a lot of controversy going on with, uh, the Jake Parker situation and the Alfonso Dunn situation between those two artists and the copyright infringement. I mean, it's still kind of up in the air. The jury is still kind of out of it, out on it. I did a little bit of research. I had a a little bit of time to kind of look at the Alfonso Dunn video on YouTube where he, you know, made claims that, you know, um, Jake Parker kind of basically copied and pasted his book that he wrote about seven years ago to put it in his new book, i.e. Jake Parker's new book, uh, called um, Inktober. If you don't know who Jake Parker is, if you have no clue what I'm talking about, Jake Parker basically is the founder. He is the creator of Inktober, right? And he was coming out with a new book called Inktober all year long in via new book, um... Sorry, you guys. It's people home. It's Labor Day, okay? <laughs> so you're going to hear the ambient sounds of people hustling and bustling and going around. 
Actually, I was not even, on a side note, I wasn't even going to record today, right? But I said, you know what? I don't want to do that. I really want to still keep up my schedule. And so I kind of drugged myself over here so I could kind of chat about the things that's been going on. And I still want to keep up what I need to be doing for you guys. Get that content out for you. Because not all of you are out and about. You know what I mean? Even though it's the end of summer. But some of you are at home. School has already started. Um, some of you are parents and school is literally, um, going to be starting tomorrow or whatever. And maybe you want something to listen through as you listen to, as you move through your day. So controversy, right? Focus thing, yo. Back to, uh, the controversy with Jake Parker. So basically, if you don't know who he is, he's the founder of Inktober. I think I said that already. And he is being accused of basically copying and pasting somebody else's book. So I was basically up on that. I don't want to get into too much detail about it, but I want you guys to do your own research on it. I want you to really get into the nitty gritty, kind of figure out what you feel about it. If you feel like, I mean, because to me, the the evidence is compelling enough where I can kind of confidently say that I think Jake Parker, at the very least, infringed infringed on his intellectual property and just didn't give a shit and just was out there just doing whatever. And that's horrible because, you know, as black people, we've had people copy and paste our shit for years and take credit for it and we not get shit. We get bupkits, right? So that's a sore, sore issue combined with the fact that he's an artist and he's a black artist and to have his work potentially stolen or copyright infringed or whatever you want to call it, that is caused quite an uproar on the internet, you guys. But I want you to go ahead and do your own research and figure out what you feel about it, okay? I don't want to put too many ideas in your head, but that's just my thoughts on it. If you want to get more in-depth about it, I actually did a whole live video in my group on Facebook, i.e. Creative Girl of Color on Facebook. Um... And it'll probably be multiple things that pop up, but they're all me. But just look for the free group on Facebook. And I actually did a live video, I think it was Friday. I don't know what day that was. It might have been Friday. I don't know. But anyway, I did a live video on Friday. And yeah, uh, I had a whole discussion about that. I mean, it was people were really intrigued. People are really, has so many varying degrees of different ideas kind of like how they feel about the whole situation. Some people are like, meh, you know, it is what it is. Some people are like, oh, hell no. You know, everybody's just has like so, um, I want to say like really kind of like intense feelings about that whole situation shit. So yeah, check it out on Facebook and let's move on. So The next thing that's been going on, of course, I want to talk about my plant, (laughs) Mina. Mina is still growing. I kind of did some research because, like, her leaves started to turn, like, green. 
Um, the edges of the leaves was kind of like, um, I don't know what to say. They kind of, they look burnt. But when I actually did research online, it was saying that they were kind of scorched. It was something called being scorched. So, um, and it was because it's starving or something. I, and I think what happened is in the beginning, when I first got the plant, I, I listened to so many different variants of, of advice and somebody told me, oh, don't bother it for like three weeks. Don't, you know what I mean? Bah, 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 bah. And I basically followed their advice and boom, it screwed me because basically my poor baby's been starving over the last couple of weeks and a couple of original, um, of the original leaves have basically died off. But thank God, even though the old ones are kind of dying, like some new ones are coming in. So I'm kind of feeling like so confused about it. So I'm like, okay, obviously I'm still keeping it alive. I don't know. <laughs> so sorry, you guys, and we got cut off. So let's jump into part two of this week's recap. So... Yeah, um, like I was saying before I got really cut off, okay? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I've been feeling really congested, just, you know, I'm just over the whole cigarette thing, but I'm still kind of like battling, um, this addiction, you guys, and I want you guys to pray over me. And wish for it to go away. I really enjoy how I feel when I'm not smoking. But then at night, the cravings are like insanity. It's like some sort of crackhead demon came down. It's like, you need to smoke. <laughs> it's really, really bad, you guys. It's really, really bad. So sometimes I give in. Or if I get really, really stressed, I'll give in and smoke a lot. So I'm kind of bouncing between... Eating a lot and smoking, you know, smoking a lot, not smoking a lot. So I'm really going, going at it with this, um, smoking thing. Um, today I haven't smoked at all, which is great. And I'm feeling good about that, but who knows what's going to happen once nightfall comes, <laughs> once the nighttime comes, who knows what's going to happen. Okay. Nobody knows. The trouble I've seen. So you know what it is, okay? Um, Yeah, I mean, and just, like, kids are going back to school. My six-year-old's going back to school. He is such a joy, such a beauty. Um, And that's going to be interesting, trying to find out how things kind of pan out with uh, going back to school, virtual learning. That's going to be a new learning curve for most parents. And then I'm kind of thinking like how, I don't even know, like thank God, right? I have the best job in the whole world where I stay home and I can make some income by just staying home, making content and making different things for you guys out there um, in the world in the Patreon community. Um, but like, what about the parents that still have to return back to work in this pandemic and they are like single parents. So I don't know. Those are some of the things that's been going around in my head. Things that I've been really, really thinking about, like what are people going to do? It's going to be a freaking disaster. 
you know, and then just, um, I don't know, uh, just editing, you know, really trying to up my editing game. So I've been kind of worrying about that. Wondering, should I get on Skillshare? Um, for those of you that don't know what Skillshare is, it is an online learning platform. Okay. It's basically like YouTube, but on crack, right? YouTube is, has like your favorite YouTubers on there and they basically have courses for anything you could possibly think of. So yeah. Um, so I'm thinking about, should I go on there? Should I not? Um, to kind of up my game with editing, with stickers, yada, yada, yada. I mean, just like, think about it. Like just because I'm a content creator, I'm an artist, I'm, I'm old, an illustrator, all these things. It doesn't mean that I don't want to learn some new stuff too. And I want to keep my skills sharp. So I'm not, a, I'm never opposed to continuously, uh, learning, 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 you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so those are just some of the things that I've been running through in my mind, kind of thinking about what I want to do as far as that goes. And yeah, uh, hopefully I get this video out by Wednesday, you guys, 3 p.m. Eastern time, just in case you missed it. Okay. Um, hopefully I get it out because it's a whole new learning curve with the new software that I just bought. So hopefully I get it out by Wednesday. If not, it'll be out Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, right? Um, and yeah, let's get into these tips, you guys. Let's get into the tips on the 10 essential tips on what are you going to need to get started in your art career, in the art studio. Let's go. And the moment you've been waiting for, are you ready? <laughs> so the moment you've been waiting for, you guys, the 10 essential tips, 10 essential things that you need to get started for an art studio, you guys. So let's jump into it. Number one, lighting. Oh my God, I can't tell you how important it was to get good lighting. When I first began um, or became an artist, I didn't really worry about that. It was just about the journey, kind of like figuring out like where I wanted to be as an artist, what I wanted to do, you know what I mean? Like how... Um, how things look and you know did I study enough color theory did I do exactly what I needed to do as an artist and blah 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 but I can't tell you how important lighting was so someone um suggested basically on uh their YouTube channel um that I actually get some lighting right so I was like oh my god and they was like I thought it was gonna be like this hard thing or whatever but I think it's important to go ahead and get some lighting so what I did is I went to um Walmart and I went to their section where they have like this like flood lighting it's like this silver tin can thing that you put LED lights on and blah blah blah, blah. and it was like $20 I think $40 for the whole thing 
and it made the world of difference you guys I cannot believe how much of a big difference this actually made in my life for me to get this lighting situation set up so yeah get you some lighting you can see the colors better everything looks more rich you can actually see the true colors when you get an LED bulb and you get a whole setup. You don't even have to get one of those expensive studio sets setups that you see on YouTube or you see in somebody else's studio. Get you one of those plain clamp overhead lights, $20, $30. Get you two of those, boom, clamp it on, and those are especially good for nighttime painting. Okay? Yes and yes. Number two, work surface. Um, I, it doesn't really matter what type of work surface you get, but you want to get something that is going to be durable enough, but kind of waterproof, um, paint proof, whatever you want to call it. Something that's kind of, you don't have to worry about like what's going to be on it. So you definitely don't want, um, you know, you don't want to, like, have your beautiful dining room table with this, that, and the third, and whatever, like, fancy, um, you know, oak wood and cherry wood that you done got from out of the backyard or whatever, and you made, like, this beautiful kind of thing that you, because all you're going to do is end up getting paint all over it, you're going to get water on it, substances, um, some of us artists work with chemicals like turpentine yada 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 so you definitely want to make sure that you get a sturdy enough work surface surface that you can get dirty and you want it to have a um you know you want it to have like height meaning you want it to be adjustable so you definitely want to get they have something called a standing desk which i'm thinking about kind of investing in i haven't checked any prices on it but i'm really thinking about whether i want to get that or not so the standing desk it basically it's like automatic it goes up and down it will adjust to your height and it's good for for you where you're not just sitting on your butt all day just getting eating bonbons and getting fatter and fatter <laughs> so and i'm just thinking about it like being a big fat bonbon on your chair painting eating bonbons getting fatter and fatter so i'm like okay maybe i need to get a standing desk so i'm thinking i'm gonna get that i may even take my own advice okay because right now i'm just using one of those just um kind of like vending um i don't even know what you call it vending tables and it's like foldable and adjustable and you can adjust the height so i like that because it's sturdy it's convenient it is affordable and i can get it dirty yes and yes okay beautiful all right number three so get a phone of course we all should have a phone most people have phones um no matter what your budget is no matter what socioeconomic background you like that word socioeconomic okay I had to get fancy on you for a minute. Socioeconomic. No matter what economic background you come from, you should have a phone, okay? Uh, whether it's an Android, boo, <laughs> or a iPhone, right? You should have some sort of phone that is going to be able to capture whatever you're painting, whatever you're doing. 
um, because I think it's essential to kind of document your journey, to be able to take pictures, because the phone is, when you take pictures, it's the new kind of like modern mirror. Like back in the day, they used to have mirror. And when you wanted to uh, kind of figure out if your painting was in the right perspective, you would put it in a mirror and then it would say, oh, you know, your brain would be like, oh shit, it's not in the right perspective. It looks wonky. It looks stupid, right? Um, but your phone captures things that you don't necessarily see with the human eye at the moment. Cause sometimes you get that artist curse tunnel vision and you end up kind of just staring into space and after like three three or four hours of painting you're no longer seeing the painting anymore it's just like you just sitting there looking at the same shit (laughs) so get your phone you can take pictures of your beautiful artwork it has dual purposes okay and you can check your perspective and if everything is in alignment and looking good um of course this one is optional you don't necessarily need a phone but i think it's important especially in the digital age if you want to get your um kind of you want to get your voice out there you want to get your art out there and stuff like that i think it's important to have um some sort of phone or some sort of camera that you can be able to upload your pictures and blase blase okay all right now um number four okay tripod yes i know this is kind of still optional but i feel like it's not because it's like my top 10 essentials for the art studio so it's it's gonna be what i want (laughs) and what i feel like you really need to to have in order to get started to be a proper, I don't even know what to say, like a proper YouTuber, a proper uh, content creator, you need to have a tripod. Like, I can't tell you how many people, they go live and their, sh- their camera's like shaking, they got their finger in the photo while they're taking the photo. Um, Tripods save lives, okay? It eliminates the shake, it eliminates you getting um, blurry pictures, It eliminates you just having all of these different issues. So definitely, I recommend that you um, get a tripod. I use my tripod for everything. Um, I have an overhead uh, kind of like boom arm. I have all these different things now. But when I first began, I just had like a little mini tripod that I bought off of Amazon for like 20 bucks. Well, it wasn't even like, yeah, it was like 20 bucks bought it off Amazon just to get started and that was it you know hold my phone up if I want to like film or you can even get like a um I forgot what you call them things like a selfie um stick and take your phones a selfie stick is good and that's even cheaper if you get a selfie stick so it's many many options out there on the market now from when I first started being an artist where it wasn't as many options, but it's many, many things you guys can use to get professional photos, stabilize your stuff, and get your life together, okay? So that's number four, get your life together. <laughs> um, number five, paint. Of course, you can't have an art studio without paint. Like, duh. Like, yeah, you gotta paint. Um, 
you know, water buckets, whatever. You can use anything for water. It doesn't really matter. But you need to have some sort of paint. Whether I would say start out with acrylic paint. Or you could even start out with, like, the cheap, like, weird craft paint. And don't even get me started on craft paint. Like, I'm not, I will, I will go, like, in. I will go on a whole rant about craft paint. Because it makes me itch. <laughs> it really makes my skin crawl. I hate craft paint. But I think it's good to have, for, especially if you're a beginner, or if you are doing paint parties, or, you know, uh, paint by numbers, whatever it is, like the fast paint party art, then, yeah, uh, craft paint has its surface. It has its surface. It has its purposes, okay? So get you some paint, okay? Whether you like oil, watercolors, whatever. Everybody has their preferences, but get you some sort of paint. Um, number six, pencils. Now, pencils comes in different varieties. I, in particular, when I first started being an artist, I I just got, like, number two pencils. And I didn't really know nothing. Like, I just whipped out the number two pencil and started, like, sketching. And then when I started to realize, because I'm the type of artist that I like to actually sketch. I'm a, um intuitive artist. And I like to sketch my images actually right onto the canvas as it comes up in my head. So for me, I realized that when I first started um, making art and I started to just sketch things in willy-nilly, like I was at a swap meet. (laughs) And I was just sketching ideas in on the canvas and with the number two pencils. And then when I went to end to actually start painting, I realized that shit started to smudge. So I was like, oh, hell to the no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had to really look at that like, uh-uh, I don't like that. That's that's ugly. It, it, it basically messed up my whole canvas, made it look all smudgy. It grayed out my colors once I start to actually add paint on it, unless you put a fixative down. But we're not going to even get into fixative. But... The holy grail of pencils to me, okay, is Prismacolor color erase pencils. Boom. Okay? It's it's like a pencil. It's like a, it's like all in one, okay? It's like a pencil, but it has color. And it's a pencil and you can erase the color, but then it's a color pencil. Okay? <laughs> Boom. Okay? Like how could you get any better than that? Like that is like my number one like recommended color um colored pencil or pencil that I recommend period. I even have links to it, affiliate links. I get a few cents, okay? Um from affiliate links on YouTube. So make sure when you guys look at my videos on YouTube, support a gal, okay? Cuz I'm poor and I need the money. <laughs> I'm a working artist here, okay? So I need you to to support and click them little affiliate links so I can uh, get me a little bit of coin. So anyway, that's the number one thing that I kind of recommend when I am doing YouTube videos. I recommend color erase pencils. And the top thing that I complained about is smudging. Yes, it does not smudge. Um, it erases with water. It is, it erases with, um, oil paint. Um, 
turpentine, whatever you want to call it, odorless, middle or spiritless. That's a tongue twister, yeah. And yeah, it, um, so yeah, I, I can't say enough about it. It's like my favorite thing in the whole wide world. But you can use whatever you choose to use, and it comes in different colors. Like, oh my God, I can get into a whole conversation about Prismacolor color erase pencils. Yes. Okay, now sketchbook. Um, number seven, sketchbook. I think um, when you're starting out. And let me know, comment, I need to know if you want to know, if you want to see actual visuals or an actual video on um, my 10 essentials, because maybe I'll do an actual video on YouTube. But anyway, um, number seven is sketchbooks. It doesn't really matter. Um, well, no, that's not true. I lied. <laughs> I think it does matter what sketchbook you get. Uh, I'm kind of like a sketchbook snob. I'm really bougie about my art products, about my art materials, because I think it's important to have quality art materials. That way you get the best experience. And not only that, but um, if I'm going to be making work that I'm selling, I want to give my clients and my collectors the best possible quality that they can possibly have for the money that they're giving me. Um, so that my shit can last forever. I don't do like craft crackly paint or like weird house paint or like that dries up and gets all chalky and weird. Oh my God. Don't even get me started on it. Right. I don't do those. So I'm kind of like a snob with my stuff. So these are just my tips. Okay. So for sketchbooks, I would say, um, at the minimum, you can get a sketchbook, and it could be any brand, and I'll get into the brands in a minute, but the most importantly is you need to think about the paper, right? You need to think about the type of paper that you're using in sketchbook. Most of the time, sketchbooks comes in these is what you call different pound paper. The pound makes the difference, right? So the heavier the pound, the heavier the paper, right? You feel me? You're following me? The heavier the pound, the heavier the paper. So when I first started, I had no idea about that. So I just bought any willy-nilly thing out of the whatever, out of Michael's or wherever I was going to buy it from. And then I was like wondering why the fuck. Um, oh my God, you guys. Like, <laughs> hello, Labor Day. Okay, people are home. All right. So, um, I just bought like any willy nilly thing from the, uh, dollar store, whatever, Dollar Tree, um, Michael's and even Michael's has really cheap ones. They have their own brand, which is Artist Loft. And even that is like shitty. Okay. Uh, well, certain, yeah, they have like crappy, uh, sketchbooks. So anyway, um, so I would just buy any willy-nilly kind of sketchbook, not really worrying about the amount or the thickness of the weight of the paper made a big, big difference in whether it made a difference in the type of art materials I was going to be able to use on said paper. So if I bought like a thin paper, I wouldn't be able to use markers and pens and pencils, um, certain, certain pencils. I wouldn't be able to use... Um, acrylic paints or 
um, watercolor that requires a lot of water. I won't be able to use any of those things because the paper was super, super, like, cheap, cheesy, and thin. So, yeah. Um, my go-to, like, on the cheaper side is, like, a Canon, uh, or Canson? I don't know. Canon, Canson? Uh, they make a pretty dope selection of sketchbooks that's affordable. That That's how I feel. And, um, I actually got, uh, like, a few of their sketchbooks when I first started out. And I think you can, get, you can even actually get some on, um, Amazon for a lot cheaper. And I used to get their 90-pound sketchbook or the 100-pound. Um, I think the thickest one they have is 140-pound, which is a really thick paper. It's basically, like, card stock, like a heavy card stock. You would you can do anything with that oil paints, acrylic paints, gouache, whatever. Um, those are for your like heavier kind of wet mediums. So yeah, basically the pound makes the difference. Check your sketchbooks. Um, think about the materials you're gonna be using on the sketchbook, and then decide from there, you guys. Um, let's move on. Number eight, easel. Um, when I first started out being an, being an artist, I was thinking about the easel. I bought like a mini, like weird, like, I don't even know what it was, like a mini metal easel. And the mini metal easel, it was like falling over. Uh, it was like basically a paint party easel. And I didn't know that at the time, but that's all I was really familiar with. And it's kind of hard to figure out where to buy easels, the type of easels that you should get. So I'm glad I'm kind of sharing these things because I'm giving you guys the tea, okay? Make sure you get your notebooks out and write this down because I'm giving you all the tips and tricks and advice right here on one podcast. Because when I first started, nobody was talking about, like, people talk about these things, but they talk about them randomly or, like, in separate I don't know, videos. So it's like scattered. So anyway, um, yeah, when I first started, I, I like people just like, oh, just buy any easel. It don't even matter. You know, just go out there, go to Michael's and pick up the easel. No, easels matter, especially for me. I'm old. Okay, you guys, I'm old. I just turned 40 in April. I'm not trying to be linked over, hunched over, like hunchback of Notre Dame on nobody's table, painting and, and sketching for my life and, and messing up my back and my neck. I'm just not doing it, okay? My back, my neck, and my back, and my crack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's so funny. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not basically trying to be hunching over nobody's damn table, killing myself for nobody art. Okay, it's just not happening. So I knew I had to invest in an easel. So what I got is one of those kind of like fold-up easels. I got it actually from Michael's. That was like one of the main ones that I really, really liked when I first began uh, kind of doing art. And um, this easel, it kind of, it, it folds up. It's like a transformer, okay? Because it folds up. And you can kind of like, uh, it's portable. You can kind of like take it everywhere. And then when you get to your location, so it's basically like a, um, plain air easel. Okay. 
and you can just take it anywhere like and you just take out the legs do whatever you need to do i really really loved that easel i used it for a very long time and then it went kaput on me so it is what it is and then i kind of have like all of these but as i started to grow as an artist as i started to make money as an artist that's when i started investing in all of these different easels that was going to make my life a whole lot easier now they can range from different price points you can get the really really cheap ones or that is going to fall over and it's like what's the point of even having it it's more like a display easel or you can get the really, really high-tech ones that kind of spin in mid-air. They have those I'm really, really wanting. I've been having my eye on that one. That one is $200, I think. I love that easel. I'm waiting for that easel. I'm waiting for the um, easel gods to come down and bestow that easel upon me. But, you know, until then, I can dream about it. Um, and then they have, um, you know, and then they have the really high end easel, which, um, I think the, the most I've seen for easel is like a thousand dollars, which is absolute fucking insanity, but people use it for those of you that, um, paint really large. If you're one of those people that paint really large paintings, like murals and stuff like that. So, you have to go with the easel that's going to go for the type of project or the type of artist you are. As well as your um, your budget and your skill level. Okay, so that's something you need to think about. Number, uh, number 9. I don't know why I didn't do uh, number 10. That was weird. But anyway, number... <laughs> Number nine, uh, paint brushes, duh. Yeah, like I think it's another that's another thing that I'm really, really bougie about. I'm obsessed with paint brushes. I feel like I'm kind of like, um, I don't know, like the paintbrush collector. I have a lot of different paint brushes. I feel like I can never have enough paint brushes. Because there's so many paintbrushes out there that do so many different things um, that can really, really make your life so much easier if you have a good-ass paintbrush that can last you for some years. My top favorites for paintbrushes is um, Silver Brush Limited, uh, Ruby Satin Silver, uh, Art Sherpa Brushes, um... In particular, the Cat's Tongue Art Sherpa Brush. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it as far as uh, paintbrushes go. That's pretty much what I... Um, I love paintbrushes, you guys. But you want to get the paintbrush that goes with the size of the job that you're doing as well as your budget. Because paintbrushes can range upwards from, you know two dollars which is a simply simmons which is a really good kind of budget brush to a a hundred dollar brush so it just depends on your budget and what you're trying to do uh you want to make sure you get a big enough brush to go with the project you're doing again if you're doing murals you want you don't want to do it with a small large brush you want to get a big brush that goes with that project um and yeah i think that's it uh that's like nine, you guys. Nine. Uh, what else can I tell you? Because number ten, I didn't write that one down. Um, varnish. Yeah. 
Number 10 kind of studio essentials is, no, let's not even say varnish because that's more like art supplies. Uh, Storage. Storage, 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 you guys. You need to have storage. Um, You need to have like some place to put your, your kind of organize your easel, kind of organize your papers, your canvases, your pencils, your pens, your marker sets. You need to have that storage um, to kind of organize and do all those different things that you want to do as an artist and um, kind of setting up your studio. You could go the, the full-blown Ikea route, which a lot of artists do. Um, and most of those artists, you can check out some of those artists over on YouTube. I know a lot of artists that really love Ikea because it's like fresh and simple and it's cute and it's, um, cheap, affordable, convenient, commercial. Um, I'm even thinking about investing in some more storage, but, um, I've kind of picked up pieces here and there as far as storage goes on what thrift shops but I mean if you're more of on, on a budget go to the thrift shop look for something that you can kind of repurpose and yada 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 because I mean that's what I did half of my stuff in my studio is kind of repurposed storage repurposed bookshelves and um like yada 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 you know what I mean so yeah and that's the end you guys that's the end of our list I hope this was helpful. I hope it brought you lots of value. Um, I hope it starts you on your journey as you begin um, your art career. And yeah, that's it, you guys. I love you so, so much. And I hope you stay safe out there. I hope you're well wherever you are in the world. And yeah, I love you guys so much. And I'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Creative Gems podcast. I would love it if you would leave a girl a review. If you happen to be over here on Anchor, Spotify, or any of the other podcasting websites, just take a few moments to leave a quick review. It goes a long way to people discovering my podcast and sponsorships. And if you have a creative friend out there that would really benefit from the Creative Gems podcast, go ahead and give a referral. I love you guys so much and stay creative. Intro music provided by Case Tron. To get your dope beats today, visit him on Instagram under Case Tron underscore on Instagram.